We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. It's a sad day to be American where I thought that we were free. And I'd like to forget that Joe Biden is the man that stands before me. But I'll proudly stand up next to you until Joe goes away. Because there ain't no doubt he hates this land. So God bless this USA. I was amazed. That was a wow. Bravo. That's what a great way to kick off a Friday. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Or if you're a Catriot that prefers to leave us an open mic message like that Catriot did there, uh, you can do that in our open mic, uh, which is a part of our app. It's 104.5 WOKV in the app store thank you for everybody who's joining us uh, all over the country and all over the world really we have catriots in in canada and australia and all over europe uh we've got you know we've got neanderthal thinkers that are that are tuning in on facebook and and twitch and and youtube by the by the dozens don't forget to smash that like button don't forget to hit the share button comment tell all your friends and more importantly your enemies that the Mark K Show uh, is on right now for the next three hours. 855-940-MARK if you're trying to get through. We have we had a whole, sh- man, I was just talking to Josh before the show, and I go, well, this is great. We have all this time now. We're prepared. We laid out all this great stuff. There's so much news going into the Easter weekend that we wanted to share, and especially since we will be away next week on hiatus, returning April the 12th to uh, launch our syndicated program, not just here in Jacksonville, but in Tulsa, in Orlando, and in Dayton, Ohio. Um, so we need a week to prepare that, evidently. So that's what that's that's the plan. But today, right before the show, Joe Biden decided to do a press conference. And Joe Biden did something in this press conference that he's never done before. He took questions live. And it's all about the jobs report, the jobs report that uh, that announced about about 900,000 jobs, really just under a million new jobs in the last quarter. Uh, Those were jobs based solely on actions that President Trump took before he left office. Those are jobs that were created solely on actions taken by Republican and red state governors who opened up their states and lifted their mask mandates and told people, you can go back to work, you can go back to the restaurant, you can go back to school, you can do whatever it is you did before to provide for you and your family, and you don't have to be worried about locking in, in, you know, in, in your house and, and, and sheltering in place, and you've got your vaccine now. So according to the CDC, not Dr. Fauci, but the CDC, you're good to go. Um, and because of all those actions by conservatives and Republicans and Donald Trump, Joe Biden gets to stand up today and say, hey, look, I created a million jobs last week when I sent everybody $1,400. So we'll bring you a little bit of that because it's there's some things that are important. And don't think that Joe Biden's happy. Don't Joe Biden's never he he may be he should be thrilled every day that he wakes up and he's above ground, but he's not happy. He even though he can come out today and say, look, this jobs report is great. Uh, look, we've got a million people that are back in the workplace. They're not. By the, and I want you to there's a differentiation This is not jobs that were created. These are jobs that are coming back. These aren't new jobs. These are jobs that people were forced not to do during these mandatory shutdowns, these mandatory lockdowns. These are not jobs that that Joe Biden created by by signing the two trillion dollar American. What is it? The American savior plan or what do you call rescue America or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, we were only paying. If he's like Obama, it's going to be like Obamacare. So maybe like Biden jobs. That was like the American (laughs) Rescue Act. Or I don't even know. One of us needs to pay attention to the news. Uh, I vote for Josh. Um, But anyway, he uh, he signed that. He sent out two trillion. I'm sorry. He sent out nine 
hundred million dollars in checks and the rest of it he gave to his cronies. Um, but he's up there taking credit for it. And then as soon as he took credit for it and as soon as he said, this is great, he wanted everybody to, to stop celebrating. If you have a job again, if you're excited to go back to work, if you're like, look, honey, I got a paycheck. We can we can buy Easter eggs and we can you know, we can buy a ham, made, maybe one of those fancy honey baked variety for Easter this weekend. He doesn't want you to get too excited because he wants you to remember that even though things look great, it could all go to hell in a handbasket. We know that vaccines are safe and effective. We're vaccinating more people than any other country on Earth. We also have progress on jobs and progress on vaccinations. But in the face of this great news, I need also to make this clear and direct statement to the American people. Here it comes. The progress we've worked so hard to achieve can be reversed. Man, I'll tell you, never on the economic eat, front. Hold on. Wait, what's that? Benefits and the impact. Never eat a bowl of Wheaties around Joe Biden because you know what he's going to do to them. This guy is so negative. He's out there saying this can be reversed. You've got to continue to socially distance. You've got to continue to mask up. You've got to continue to make sure that you don't hug your relatives. I know that when you go out for Easter and you go to church and you pray and they, you know, you're going to want to like hold hands and, and sing a hallelujah and all that stuff. Don't do any of it, because even though we've got 100 million vaccinations out of 100 million shots in arms, even though the vaccinations appear to be working, even though we see this great economic recovery, we're still on the brink of eternal doom. We're still in that long, dark winter, and this can all be reversed. I'll tell you. Man, I don't know how this guy ever got I don't know how how he ever had the optimism to run for office because he's the most pessimistic person I've ever met in my entire life. But again, that's how the Democrats control you. Fear factor. If you don't have the fear factor, you won't do what they say. You've got to be scared every single moment of your life or the Democrats aren't doing their job. That's what this whole infrastructure bill is about, too. And keep in mind, it's not an infrastructure bill. Jen Psaki actually admitted that. She probably wasn't supposed to, uh, but we'll get into that in a minute. It's not an infrastructure bill. This is a bill that will fundamentally change the way the United States of America works. It will destroy jobs, many of the millions that were just brought back, and it will, in 20 to 30 to 40 years, maybe create new ones that aren't necessarily the same, but the people that lost their jobs today aren't going to be able to do them anyway because it would take years of training to get those new jobs that are green jobs. Um, it is it is a stimulus package for the environmental industry. It's something that Al Gore has wanted. His Al Gore is going to get richer off of this. Uh, you know, the Solyndra, not Solyndra because they're now defunct, but all the companies that popped up after Solyndra, they're just, they're like, great, Joe Biden's back. We're going to start a new company. And if you want to start some kind of solar panel company or wind energy company, or if you create any new industry, right, any new, any new business with the word green in the title, it's the best time to do it because the government's about to start handing out checks uh, for you to invest or do a little, whatever it is, whatever it is. It's their way of pledging uh, to save the environment while destroying the economy at the same time. So that's what Joe Biden was up to. But then the curious thing about it was that Joe Biden also took questions at the end. And usually what happens is they usher him out pretty quickly. He says his little goodbye. He says, God bless our troops. He said something about being, you know, happy Holy Easter or something today because at least he knew what day it was. It's Good Friday, Easter weekend. He was on it. And then he stopped to take questions, which, again, something that is a rarity. And I think that these questions, of course, were 
not necessarily pre-planned, but I think the answers were because he seemed. Listen, to, I'm going to ask. I'm going to play you just a couple of these questions because it seems to me like Joe Biden practiced these responses for this morning. Uh, here's the first one. Let, let me turn the let me turn the volume back up so you can hear it. I'm giving credit to the American people. Raising taxes, the study show will not slow the economy at all. Asking corporate America just to pay their fair share will not slow the economy at all. It will, it will make the economy function better and will create more energy. Okay, did you hear what he said there? He said, the question was, won't raising taxes stall the economic growth here in the United States of America? And he had, a, he had a, an answer ready to go. He said, studies show, which, by the way, you can, find, you can pay for a study that shows you anything, but studies show that raising taxes will not destroy the economy. In fact, it will create new jobs. And he, sa- he slipped. He said, new energy. New energy, but the economy and taxes and energy are three totally different things. All he's focused on is energy. You can't create energy with taxes, and you will destroy the economy. The studies may show you one thing, but history has shown us something else. When Donald Trump wanted to create jobs, which, let's face it, these one million jobs that are coming back again are in large part because Donald Trump created this vaccine and he made it safe for people to go back out and he made people confident to open their businesses back up again. And he made it you know easier for people to say, hey, let's get off of Zoom and actually meet face to face and maybe do some work and make some money and hire some new people. That was all Donald Trump's doing. Uh, but here Joe Biden is saying, yeah, we're going to take the credit. And then you know what we're going to do? We're going to increase taxes on corporate America. We're going to increase taxes on the rich. We're going to make them pay their fair share. And that's going to give us $2.2 trillion so the rest of us can all, all drive around in government Teslas. There was a second question that popped up. Okay, so the question there was Mitch McConnell and Republicans say they're going to fight you every step of the way. They're going to fight your administration every step of the way. And here again, this is what makes me think once more this was preplanned because the answer Joe Biden gives is not the answer that Joe Biden off the top of his head, off the cuff, spur of the moment could ever come up with. Probably not today, probably not even 10 years ago. And I'll play that for you here in just a minute. We got to take a quick break. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Oh, and speaking of Biden's putting their foot in their mouths, uh, we have another Biden flub and gaff today. But guess what? It's not Joe Biden today. It's Jill. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Marco Rubio finally grew a spine, which is very exciting. Also, he's never going to fly Delta again. Uh, all that in Fake News Friday. It's the Mark K Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Officer Voltaire with ideas for the future. At the border, give up. We have no chance. But hand every one of them a Mark K prize pack and give them Rush Limbaugh children's books and pray for them. This is our only chance. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad. You know what? We can uh, we can get up en- enough prize packs. If uh, I mean they're handing, they're spending so much money on hotel rooms. We'll just get the Marquesio prize packs. And you're right, some Rush Limbaugh, uh, Rush Revere books. They can learn all about the real American history. That's not a bad idea. You know, if we're if we're losing that war at the border anyway, uh, we might as well do that. By the way, speaking of the war at the border, it's, uh, Peter Ducey was in the White House press briefing yesterday, and he had, he asked Jen Psaki a question that again she was totally unprepared for, had no answer for, and just basically obfuscated around. 
and we'll bring you that re we'll bring you that back and forth here and just it's it's gold uh but it's also very sad it's it's funny and also heart-wrenching at the same time which is something we like you know where it's like a roller coaster of emotion on the marquee show uh let's get back to joe biden so joe biden comes out just minutes before the program really th- kind of throws us off luckily he talks slow so we could all we could all keep up with him um any and he delivers the jobs report which is positive you know, which is positive. We've got what we've got uh, one million new jobs added last was it quarter or six weeks or I don't even know. You know I wasn't really paying attention. Um, but the, but everyone's really excited about it. And it shows an economic bounce back and the and the economy's going up and the Dow Jones is going up, which, by the way, do you remember whenever Donald Trump would mention the Dow Jones, whenever Donald Trump would say something about the stock market being the best ever? Do you remember every single media person, every single political analyst would say, you know, the stock market and the economy are two totally different things. All the stock market shows is that rich people are getting richer. And in Donald Trump's mind, that's a good economy. But that's not what that's not a measure of a good economy at all. He's confusing it. Well, now, whenever the stock market goes up, all you read are stories about how Biden's stock market numbers beat Donald Trump's. So now all of a sudden, this is the measure that we're going by. And when this jobs report came out, of course, the stock market, uh, you, you rose as well. And now everyone's taking credit for that. In addition, however, Joe Biden was asked a question about his new infrastructure plan, his plan to spend another $2.2 trillion, some on bridges, some on buildings, some on roads, mostly on green energy, green new deals, environmental protection stuff, and basically fantasy ideas that don't exist yet. He's investing in a bunch of companies who are who are preying on the the fear of Americans that this country and this entire this entire planet will disappear within 9 to to 12 years, which is something that you now have John Kerry running around saying, which, by the way, is the same narrative we got from Al Gore 20 years ago. 20 years ago, Al Gore was on Oprah showing us maps of where of my house, of where I live, of the studio we're broadcasting from right now in Florida being totally submerged in water in about 12 years. And, and he used that information and he used that PowerPoint presentation to build a multi-billion dollar media organization that he then sold to terrorists. And it was one of the biggest scams, political and media scams in history. Here's Joe Biden and John Kerry doing it all again. John Kerry is the new environment czar and, and Joe Biden's writing the checks and John Kerry's going to get a big fat one. I mean, he's rich enough, but you know the rich, they always want more. And when this administration is over, John Kerry is going to be the one going out trying to cash in on his environmental plans and his environmental information and how the world's... It's always 12 years. I guess they they must have done a study somewhere that 12 years was scary enough for people to take action, but not scary enough for people to just totally go like crazy and panic. That must be 12 years must be that like nine to 12 years is the mark where people think that's pretty close, but it's not close enough where I have to go nuts and blow my life savings on, you know, on, on realizing my bucket list. Um, And that's the narrative going forward. So anyway, they ask us this question about Republicans as Joe Biden's walking out. They say the Republicans said they're going to fight you tooth the nail on your entire agenda. What do you think about that? And Joe Biden comes back with what clearly is a pre-planned and practiced answer. If the Republicans argue that we don't need infrastructure, it need not. They've been talking about the need for it for years now. If the Republicans decide that uh, we need it, but they're not going to pay for it, it's just going to increase the deficit. 
If the Republicans say the next phase of my plan, we don't need to invest in VA hospitals and keep the sacred obligation we made to so many Americans. If the Republicans say the 400,000 homes and, and our schools and daycare centers that have lead pipes, lead pipes delivering water to their doors, if they say we shouldn't be doing that, what do you think would happen if they found out all the lead pipes were up in the Capitol every time they turned on the water fountain? So I, I think, look, I think we're going to have a I think the Republicans voters are going to have a lot to say about whether we get votes. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm a Republican, and I'd like to say, could you please go back to the microphone? Because it's very difficult to hear you as you're walking away. 855-940-MARK. 855-940-6275. That was it. Then he left. Because uh, he can only practice one. He can only practice one answer per Per press conference, 855-940-MARK. Coming up, uh, his wife was out yesterday in California, and she had a little Joe Biden moment herself. We'll play that here in just a minute. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. What the Greek is by far the funniest, most outrageous game I've ever heard on the radio. I love it, love it, love it. Keep it going, Mark. We will. Every Thursday we play What the Bleep. Uh, and then on Friday we do something called Fake News Friday. And we've got that coming up here a little later on today. In fact, we're getting to the point now with three hours a day and with all this news going on, we're getting to the point where we have some kind of at least fun and creative thing that we can throw in the mix, uh, you know, of all the depressing and dark, you know, tumultuous news that Joe Biden keeps creating. We're going to we're gonna try to keep livening it up. And we have new segments that we're always trying to think of. If you have ideas, we'd love to hear them. Um, you can call us up, 855-944-MARK. Or the best thing to do is do what they to leave open mic messages on our mobile app 104.5 WOKV in your app store. All right, so let's get back to this whole you know, we should we go to Jill Biden for maybe we should go to Jill Biden. Speaking of fun, let's start with Jill Biden and then we'll get back to the border because the border is still a huge problem and the border is something that not only will Joe Biden not admit is a crisis, but he's put Kamala Harris in charge of the non-crisis. And when you're in charge of a non-crisis, what do you really do? Nothing. And that's what Kamala Harris does best. So that's what she's doing. She's doing nothing. She's doing no press conferences, having no meetings. I think she finally went to the border or is planning to go to the border or I don't know, something. Uh, but in, in the long run, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden still trying to do their best to pretend that we don't have an open border uh, between Mexico and Texas and Arizona and California. And speaking of California, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, uh, who is Joe Biden's wife, because we always know he introduces himself as as Jill Biden's husband, Dr. Jill Biden. She went to California on March 31st to celebrate Cesar Chavez Day. And she was out there with a well-spaced out and socially distanced group of Latinos, uh, probably Latino voters, most likely registered Democrat Latino voters. And she was out there trying to pander to them as is typical of the Bidens. Whenever the Bidens are in, in front of uh, you know people from Spanish heritage or Latin heritage or, or Hispanics, they always do their best to pander. Let's not forget when Joe Biden came out in front of Hispanic Heritage Month playing Despacito on his cell phone to try to drum up support from the Latin community. That was something that uh, was very poorly received, and you would think that they would learn their lesson. However, they're Democrats. They don't. So Jill Biden's out there and she's talking to these people and she's talking about the vaccine, of course, and COVID, whatever. And then she wants to let them know 
let them know that even though she is an elitist, Caucasian, wealthy, well-educated doctor who's never really done anything of consequence in her life except marry a guy who was destined one day to become president of the United States. Uh, despite that, she knows their plight, and she stands with the uh, with the Hispanic people in the United States of America, and she knows how difficult it is a lat- to be a Latino, and she wants you to know that she is with you, sort of. So say it with me. See, say quadre. The future is ours. Thank you. All right. So now, 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 if you're familiar with si se puede, you know what that means. It means, yes, we can. But she didn't say si se puede. She said si se padre, which means, yes, we father. Si se padre. And she didn't even say padre. It's like she was trying to say puede, but then she said padre. It came up padre. Just like she had this weird, it's like she had this weird speech impediment uh, in two different languages. Si se padre. Yes, we father. And it's, I mean, it's, it just shows that there's more of this ingrained, and I don't know, I don't even know what it is. I guess he, the Democrats were taught somewhere, and Beto O'Rourke was taught this because he does it every chance he can get. And, you know, and you, you hear all this, Hillary Clinton did it when she was, um, you know, when she was on The Breakfast Club and she talked about having hot sauce in her purse, or she was talking to, uh, you know, a, a, a group in Louisiana of African-American voters and she pretended to speak in, in slave language or recite poetry from God, I don't know, Tony Morrison or something. I don't even know. But it's it's the ingrained thing when you're a when you're a Democrat and you go and stand in front of a, of a group of individuals, you don't treat them like Americans. You know, you don't treat them like people. You look at the color of their skin. You look at the, their last names. You look at their heritage, and then you just try to pander in any way you can, and it usually ends up horribly. Just like Joe Biden when he played Despacito. Just like Jill uh, Biden when she tried to say "Si se puede." Si se puede. I'm a little surprised that she didn't have some like Latino or like some salsa music in the background. I'm a little surprised that wasn't part of the whole that wasn't part of the whole ceremony because that's a typical page out of the Biden handbook. If you're gonna go and speak to Latinos, you need to have some music in the background when you're when you're misquoting them. Si se puede. And it's really, I mean, it's really, it's getting to the point now where, in fact, I had somebody, was it an open mic message or it may have been a, a, a phone, I don't even remember, maybe it was on Twitter. Somebody wrote to me and said, you know, you really need to do more Latin outreach. You need to do more for the Latino voters because a lot of them, they just blindly vote for Democrats and they have no idea that that's the worst thing they could do. They have no idea that the Democrats don't have their best interests at heart and that the Democrats are making it harder to realize their American dreams. And all these people coming over the border think that they're going to get the kind of the kind of benefits and the kind of, uh, you know, the kind of tax breaks and the kind of help that Donald Trump gave to many Americans. You know, the, the small business relief, that's not true. That's all going away. That's how your jobs are going to be gone. Your taxes are going to be raised. You know, you're not going to have a say in anything because they, they're just going to sign executive orders till they get what they want. But for whatever reason, and Donald Trump took a bite out of man. Donald Trump here in Florida, he had the best number with Hispanic voters of any Republican president, I think, in history. He had up and down the coast. So if you're a Latino or if you're a Latino voter or whatever, you know, there, I don't listen to Jill Biden trying to communicate in your own language. She said Broadway. Because she, 
Because she can't even. She, I can't even. I wonder if she's going to send out Feliz Naughty Dad cards this year to all of her. That Latino. would be so funny. Feliz Naughty Dad. <laughs> And then just have, like, a dad who yeah. has, like, a wink on his face. Right. And then, like, when she, <laughs> I, I hear when she left the uh, Cesar Chavez thing, she said, uh, pasta la pizza, baby. <laughs> See you later. No, anyway. <laughs> but listen, if you're a Latino, just know this, that the Democrats, they're not there to help you realize your American dream. They're there for two things, your money and your vote. And what you really want is a party that is going to just let you have as much freedom to do what you want. They're going to give you the opportunity to earn money and keep it. And that's the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. The Democrats uh, are squashing the American dream that you are currently right now. If you're one of these immigrants coming through the border, you are risking everything to realize something that the Democrats are trying to destroy. So once you get here, if you get the amnesty, if you get the if you get the path to citizenship that they're promising, you don't have to give them your vote. You could then turn around and vote for somebody who's actually going to help you do whatever it is you dream of. OK, just know, just know that the Republicans know together. Yes, we can. Democrats think together. Yes, we father. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's, that's, by the way, thank you to Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, for creating the next line of T-shirts for the Mark K Show. We're going to get busy on the C'est Poidre design, uh, uh, you know, toot sweet. How do you do spell you, Poidre? Po- do you, do I you think, think it's P-W-A-D-R-E. Poidre. Poidre. I think, I think that's probably- Or maybe just Padre with um, a Northeastern accent. I don't know. Poidre. Poidre. C'est Poidre. Yeah, we need a Spanish English ticket. We'll look that up. But anyway, we'll get that on the uh we'll get those will be the next big those will be the next big ticket items. 855-940 Mark is our number. 855-940-6275. And you know what's really disheartening is that Jill Biden was in California, which is a border state, and instead of talking about the biggest problem facing not just the Latino community but the country, instead of talking about immigration and the border and the problems that are being caused for Latino children who are being abandoned, who are being thrown, by the way, over the border wall, who are being, at six-month-old, tossed in the river, tossed in the river by human traffickers, by cartel members, who I guess thought, eh, we're close enough, and they threw the baby in the water, and the Border Patrol agents came and saved this six-month-old and brought them to the United States of America. All of this is because of Joe Biden. All of this is because of Joe Biden's policies, because he got rid of all of the directives Donald Trump put in place that were protecting the border, that were closing the border, that were keeping uh, immigrants from Mexico and El Salvador and Venezuela and Brazil and everywhere south of here in Mexico until they could be processed. And when you do that, when you tell somebody you can't just get in the United States, you've got to stay in Mexico, there a lot of them think, why would I I'll just stay in El Salvador? But what Donald, but what Joe Biden did was he lifted all of those, thus inviting people to come here and pay cartel members and coyotes and traffickers to take their babies across the river. Or if they can't get all the way across the river, throw them in the water. Or if they can't get over the wall, just dump the kids over the wall and let them fall into the desert in the middle of the night. And let's see what happens. Let's see if the if the American Border Patrol agents will come and rescue them, because that's what Joe Biden claims is going to happen. And that is what's happening. And we've seen it on video. And we have Peter Ducey from Fox News who's asking about it at the White House and getting not only non-answers but snarky answers from Joe Biden's mouthpiece, Jen Psaki. 
which leads us to believe once again that they don't care about it because, A, they're doing nothing to fix it. B, they put Kamala Harris in charge of it, and she's not even going there. And then you've got Jill Biden, who's in a border state, and ignores the problem completely. 855-940-MARK. we got to take a quick break. We'll bring in those clips of Peter Ducey at the White House because it's interesting to see just how badly they're doing at mitigating their response to this. Um, but it is a crisis, and it will continue, and they don't care at all. In fact, they want you to stop talking about it. That's why they're pushing this infrastructure bill. Uh, I promise. 855-940-MARK is our number. Quick break. More Mark K Show on the way. Stay tuned. Mark, Joe Biden wins in 2024 if he wants to, the same way he won in 2020, with more votes than were cast for Obama. He won then by cheating, and he'll win in 2024 by cheating. That's if he run. I'm not convinced the man wants to run, I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's just, look, you have to think about this. Think about this. You want to win, and you're raising taxes on people, and you're opening up the border. I think he knew going into this, and I think because with the Democrats, everything's pre planned they know they know the deal they know what's happening they know that they're going to take the white house in 2024 by any means possible and they're not going to do it with joe biden and i think they told joe biden look the, the important thing is just get rid of trump if we we need you to get rid of trump in four years you can do whatever crazy stuff you want to do we don't care because you're not running again and i think i think he was up for that challenge i think he was like i think he was like uh I'll do that because I want to destroy I want to destroy the country as much as possible before it's over. And uh, and I want to uh, and, I, you know, in, that, in giving four years, I don't have the burden of having to run for reelection, um, you know, weighing me weighing me down. Eight, five, five, nine, four, oh, Mark. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. Eight, five, five, nine, four, oh, Mark. All right. So uh, before we get to Peter Ducey at the by the way, Peter Ducey is the anti Jim Acosta. If you didn't figure that out, Jim Acosta made a name for himself by viciously attacking Donald Trump with pointed questions, uh, trying to get him to, you know, blow up at him, whatever. And, you know, and he's reaping the rewards. Peter Ducey is actually the only reporter, it seems, that asks legitimate questions and takes Jen Psaki and the entire Biden administration to task, which is probably the reason why they refuse to call on him at the Joe Biden press conference. But he does get some FaceTime with the press secretary in the White House briefing room, and she never is prepared. You would think that after being taken down by this guy every single day for the past several months, she would come with some kind of some kind of ammunition, but she never does. And this whole border crisis is, is just one of the latest examples. And Peter Ducey asked her specifically about the videos we were just talking about. We'll get to that here in just a minute. But first, uh, let's get to the phones. Let's take a couple more phone calls here because uh, you guys have been waiting very patiently. Barry's in Texas. Hi, Barry. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing really well, Barry. Thanks so much for calling. What's on your mind today, sir? What do you want to say? Well, we would have to get into it deeply, but I just wanted to uh, compliment you on your show. Oh, thank you. You're right to the point. You're rocking with it. And this thing with Trump creating one million jobs and that idiot upstairs taking uh, credit for it, well, you know, he he canceled a hundred eleven thousand jobs on the pipeline. Yeah, you know what's and that's it, all, you know, Barry, huh? you're, you're right about that. Listen, it's interesting because here's what you have to think: if if Donald Trump is the reason we have a border crisis, and Joe Biden will tell you that, Joe Biden will say this is all because of the guy before me. This is all because of you know him. The previous, the previous occupant of the office, he did all this. We're just trying to clean it up. We're trying to to build back better. 
He dismantled everything we had in place, and now we've got to get it back. So he'll blame Trump for the border crisis because Joe Biden's only been in office for 70 days or 75 days or whatever it is. But when it comes to the economy, when it comes to job growth, when it comes to 900 million people getting back to work, when it comes to 100 million vaccines in the arms of people all over the country— that's my I we did that. My goal was 100 million vaccines and I did it. So now I'm getting my goal is 200 million vaccines. We send out paychecks to people last week. Scratch that. Some people are still waiting for their stimmies to hit. Some people their stimmy hit the first day. Some people they're still waiting for that for $1400. But somehow Joe Biden magically thinks that because he signed that bill, all these jobs came back and all this economic growth is because he's borrowed 2 trillion dollars and handed it out to all of his friends in Congress and in Delaware and in Pennsylvania and wherever else they did him favors to get him elected. And that's not it, you, it doesn't work both ways. You can't say the border crisis is Trump's fault but the great economy is all my doing. They're both on your plate or neither one of them are. And in this case, the border crisis is your problem and the economy is Donald Trump's uh, big windfall, as are the vaccines, as are people going back to work, as are people not fearing COVID-19 anymore. That's why you're getting these jobs that have not been created but are coming back. Uh, this is Sean, also in Texas. What's up, Sean? How are you? Oh. Pretty good, Mark. How about you? Oh, doing great, Sean. Thanks so much for asking. What's going on today? What do you want to say, sir? Well, I was just kind of questioning about the whole raising the taxes on the top 1% or the ones that make over $400,000. Don't most of them pay the majority of the taxes anyway? 75%. That's what I thought. Yeah. Congratulations on the new studio, new time, and syndication. Well, Sean, thank you so much, and I appreciate You know what? You bring up a really good point about the taxes. Don't the top 1% pay the most taxes anyway? Absolutely, they do. Now they're raising taxes on that 1% who already pays 75% of the taxes, and they're, they're saying they're doing it because, quote, they need to pay their fair share. Their fair – well, let's talk about fair share for a minute because the Democrats are really big into fairness. Let's talk about fair share. 855-940-MARK. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to look at this tax plan that Joe Biden has laid out to uh, to make this $2.2 trillion infrastructure environmental American. There's some name they came up for it. It's basically the New Deal Part 2 that we can't afford and we don't actually need. Um, but we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about what actually is your fair share of taxes coming up here in just a minute. It's the Mark K Show. Quick break. We'll be right back. In the immortal words of Dr. Jill Biden. She said Broadway. We, yes, we father. That's just, it'd be a great, uh, it'd be a great Father's Day present. Uh, when we get those, uh, yes, we father. Should now, let me ask you a question. Should it have the translation? Should it be in Spanish or should it just say, should it just say, si se padre? What do you think? Okay, nobody thinks anything. Is anybody listening to the show I'm besides me? I'm listening here. Are your headphones? Wait, okay, all right. I'm here now. Should we do si se puede or should it be, or si se padre or should it say yes, we father? I like yes, we father. Yes, we father. I think yes, we father sounds good too. You think just put, okay. Yes, right, we we'll father. Have, yes, we father, Joe yeah. Biden. Oh, oh, we'll do we that. We father, like a Joe quote. Biden. Yes, we father. And then like the little, like, oh, yeah, yeah, as yeah. quoted by yep. Jill Biden. Or it can be translated by... <laughs> My priest would love that, by the way. If I rolled into church wearing a shirt that said, yes, we father, he'd be like, great. Yeah, it's code. Whatever, yeah. That uh, one meme where it's uh, the guy wearing the sombrero and it's like Spanish word of the day. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what, like, that's the meme you could have on it. 
And then it could just be like, quote from Jill Biden. So you say Padre. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay, all right. So Hannah wants a meme shirt. Yeah, why not? All right, we could do that. We could look, we can do all kinds of, we'll do a, a bunch of great stuff. Unlike Joe Biden. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-MARK. All right, so listen, here's the deal. We're going to talk, uh, we're, we're talk a little bit about this border crisis and how the, um, how the government seems to be ignoring it. And even when they're pressed by reporters, by, by uh, Peter Ducey from Fox News, they, about the, the violence toward children and the horrible things that are happening at the border, they just kind of deflect and they move on to the next reporter because they don't, for whatever reason, they, they just don't want to talk to Fox News reporters live, um, either when Joe Biden's speaking or when his press secretary is. And I think we all know the reason. But w- before we get to that, uh, we had a call just a minute ago from a guy that said, hey, listen, this infrastructure plan, they're going to raise taxes on the top 1%. Don't the top 1% already pay most of the taxes? And the answer is emphatically, yeah, they do. The top 1% of people pay 75% of the taxes in this country. And they, uh, the reason the Democrats now want to raise taxes even higher on corporate America, on corporations, and on the rich is because they want them to, quote, pay their fair share. But when you think about what taxes are used for, you really have to think, what does fair share relate to? Because, I mean, think about taxes. If you pay your taxes, you know, and paying taxes is a good thing. The government does do some good things. They provide a service. For example, they provide a military. So if we get attacked by China or North Korea or whatever, the states don't have to, you know, protect themselves. We don't all have to have nuclear weapons in our backyard that we have to fire back individually. You know, we can all, the government's job is supposed to be to protect us from invasions from other countries, except Mexico. Apparently. Uh, So that's number one. Number two, another good thing is the roads, the interstate highway system. If you want to drive somewhere, if you want to drive to uh, if you want to drive to Georgia, for example, so that you can hand out water bottles to Democratic uh, to voters in the line before the election. Um, That's great. You could do that if you want to drive over to if you want to haul all your cookies and everything you own from California to Texas or New York to Miami or Nashville, wherever you can do all of that. And because of the the government, we have these interstate highways and these bridges, rail systems, all these great things. The government pays for education, which, you know, take it or leave it. But they do subsidize a lot of our public education. But when you look at the top one percent of people, are they the ones using all of these things the most? Now, the military, I'll say, we all use pretty equally. You know, I think I don't think Josh uses more army than I do. I don't think Hannah's using like zero Marine Corps, but a ton of Air Force. I feel like we all are utilizing the military the same way. So when it comes to taxes, let's all pay taxes for the military. Roads, however, are a very different story. Uh, If you live, you know, for example, I live basically in the same zip code I work in. It takes me about nine minutes to get to work. There are people here that live 45 minutes away. They're on those roads a lot longer than I am. Some, there are people that haven't come to work in a year. Not, this is not a complaint, by the way. We're, we like the way to, but there are people in the salespeople and upper management, whatever they zoom, zoom, zoom from their room, room, room. And we haven't seen them. Any one guy retired last week. I haven't seen him. In, I thought he retired two years ago. That's how long they've been zoom calling. And these people aren't driving to work every day. They're not using the roads at all. Does that mean that they don't have to pay any taxes toward roads? Because if they're paying taxes for the roads and they're not driving 45 minutes to and from work, that's not their fair share at all. They're paying for something they're not even using. Kind of like when I buy shampoo. It's the same thing. If I 
have a business at my house and I just work on technology or I run an Etsy store or whatever and I don't have to drive around, but somebody else is a construction worker or a contractor and they're in their truck 24-7, who's paying more for the roads? We're both apparently paying, but only one of us is paying our fair share. And if you're using the roads more than I am, shouldn't you actually pay more? Shouldn't you pay more and I should pay less? Wouldn't that actually be your fair share? Isn't it all about what we, because if it's a fair share, then you pay for what you use. You know, if you go into the store, say we go to, let's say, um, where am I going? Let's say I go to get coffee or I go to lunch with Josh and Hannah. I say, look, we're going to all go Dutch. And we all order the same thing. We all get a salad. We all get a drink. We all get a cheesecake for dessert. The bill comes. Instead of everybody paying $20, all of a sudden my bill is 80 And I say, well, wait a minute. I ordered the exact same thing that these three people did. Why is my bill 80 They say, oh, well, because there's two people over there who didn't order anything. They're just here for a meeting. You're going to pay for them. It's the same thing. If you pay your fair share, you pay for what you consume. And Neil Bortz wrote a book called The Fair Tax. It describes all about the consumption tax and how if you got away with income tax, if you got away with this and you made everything a consumption tax, you would have more money for the federal government. You would have more fairness because people are paying tax on what they utilize and not something they don't. And that way you wouldn't have to worry about income taxes or luxury taxes or all these other things. Our good buddy Herman Cain had a similar thing with his 999 plan, which you may remember. And if you don't, you can Google it. These are all actually what the government is describing. When you talk about paying your fair share, you're talking about Neil Bortz's fair tax. When you're talking about paying your fair share and taxing the top 1% who already pays 75%, even more, that's that's the opposite of your fair share. If it were their fair share, they'd be taxed at 1%. But they're not. They're taxed at 75% that, or 75 times that. So don't get mixed up in the semantics. It's not your fair share. It's about looking at who has the most money in this country, taking that money away from them arbitrarily, and using it for things that they don't want and they don't need. Instead, if you wanted to make this country better, if you really wanted to make the world better, you do what capitalists do. Because what Joe Biden's describing is a socialist economy. It's a communist country. It's taking money away from the rich and giving it to not the poor. Don't, don't get mistaken. He's not creating jobs for the poor. It's not let's give the money to the poor. It's not Robin Hood. It's robbing the rich and giving to the federal government. Because, because when you pay your taxes, do you write taxes to somebody who's less wealthy than you are? Uh, Mr. K, your taxes today, this year, instead of sending them to the government, we're going to have you send them to a family uh, south of here in Delano Beach who's on run on hard times, okay? That's not how it works. Everybody pays their money to the federal government, and the federal government decides what it's spent on. So you're not paying your fair share. You're not paying to help the poor. You're paying to make the federal government richer and bigger and more powerful. And that has nothing to do with paying your fair share. So don't get caught up in the semantics. That's what Joe Biden's trying to do. He wants to raise taxes. He wants to raise corporate in income taxes. And the real secret, the real thing that they don't tell you is that the rich got rich by knowing how not to pay taxes. The rich got rich by knowing not how to not to lose money. The rich got rich because of all the loopholes that they had to close. And you know what happens when they close loopholes? The rich spend all of their time finding new loopholes. 
That's the problem. What they should do is instead of taxing the rich more, they should take the rich people, the richest 1%, and they should put them in charge of the government. And I guarantee that we would have the most amazing space travel, the best roads, the, the like killer schools. Everyone would be pulling their kids out of private schools and sending them to public schools. If you took people who were true capitalists, who believed that if there's a desire and a need for something, the market will bear it as long as the market has money to pay for it, then you will see one of the most utopian societies ever. The problem with government and the problem with infrastructure, I mean, think about this. The reason our infrastructure is so bad and is always so bad and the reason that every president for the last 40 years has had to pretend that they cared about infrastructure is because the infrastructure has always been run by the government. Privatize it. Privatize infrastructure, give people their money, and let people build their own roads. Let them build their own bridges. Let the states educate their kids. Let people educate their own children. I guarantee if you had 500 quote-unquote one percenters or rich people and you said, we're not going to offer public school anymore, you know what they would say? Great, because the public school in my area sucks and I send my kids to private school anyway. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. We're going to take a quick break here in just a minute. Uh, when we get back, we'll get some of your phone calls. Also, we've got, uh, we've got to talk a little bit about what's going on at the border. And, oh, and Marco Rubio... Marco Rubio has declared war on Delta Airlines. He's going to have to find a new uh, new air carrier. Um, we'll get you that story here in just a minute. Plus some fake news Friday. Stay tuned. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque, 855-940-MARK. Breaking news. Breaking news. Sorry, that's our, the only thing I had that sounded like a breaking news thing. Anyway, uh, breaking news. The Capitol is on lockdown once again. There's an internal lockdown at the Capitol due to an external security threat. You have to turn your mic on before I you had. Go. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, an external ex- a security threat. Apparently, a car drove into the barricades. Two people are on stretchers. No one allowed in or out of the Capitol building at the moment because of a crash. Yeah, but I did. See, that's what I. That's what I'm reading on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you know how you know that's. I mean, that's like right. That's where you get a, we yeah, get all of our news. Ground, yeah, yeah. Uh, but apparently, there's a there's a tweeted video of a a helicopter landing on the uh, the front lawn of the Capitol Hill building, which is which is you know interesting, something you don't see every day. Uh, no word on where the lawmakers are. I mean, they're they're on recess for Easter too, right? I thought that was the whole thing. No one's working today. It's, I thought so. It's Good Friday. If you're going to attack a lawmaker or the Capitol building, not a good day to do it because it's a holiday. They're not back for another week or so. Um, Maybe someone just took a took a wrong turn. You know, we don't we don't. Maybe it's like, uh, do you remember when Jim when um, I'm sorry, Michael Scott and Dwight drove into the, the drove lake? into the lake because they were Their following GPS the GPS? Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, <laughs> and that happens. And listen, no joke in Washington D.C. Because I lived there for years, and my wife worked downtown, and I would always go, and they're constantly moving the barricades. They're constantly shutting things down. Whenever, you know, back then it was, uh, who was the Secretary of State? Colin Powell. Whenever he moved, they would, like, shut down streets. And you could literally be following your GPS, take a right turn one day, and the next day, if you try to take a right turn, there's four black SUVs bearing down on you and guys with machine guns saying, turn around, turn around, turn around. So that's why you have to really pay attention um, and these, anyway, we'll follow the story and we'll let you know, we'll let you know if there's any, if there's any real, uh, if there's any real threat or if it's just a car driving through the security gate, um, you know, take, we'll, we'll figure, oh, I don't know. We'll see, we'll follow AOC on Twitter because if she's back in the back of her office hiding in the bathroom, 
than, uh, you know, several blocks away where she's safe, safe and secure. Um, we'll just follow her Twitter because she'll be the first one to, to tell us how much trouble and danger she's in. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. Before we get to our next thing, which is Marco Rubio versus Delta Airlines, um, I want to get to uh, I want to get I want to get to a couple more phone calls because we have a lot of people who are calling in. Uh, Steve is in L.A. Is that L.A., California, or is that just short for Louisiana? No, it's California. Oh, okay. All Mark. right, got it. Got it. Perfect. All right, what's going on, Steve? What do you want to say? Uh, not too much. I just uh, I want to praise our governors, our Republican governors, for what they're doing. I'd yeah. be really, uh, really, especially DeSantis and that guy from Texas. Did you see that Operation Lone Star thing they got going? Yeah, yeah. Greg Abbott in Texas they arrested like sixteen thousand felons in, in in the last month. Uh, the Texas State Police over yeah. there. Yeah, it's really, I mean, and it's a great thing. Listen, it's a great thing that the governor of Texas is able to do. It's a bad thing that he even has to do it in the first place. What what Joe Biden's border policies are doing in Arizona and in Texas and even in California, where you don't hear too much about it because his buddy's the governor still until you guys yeah. get rid of him. I don't know when that's happening. Um, but what happens with these states in that are that are having to pick up the slack is their resources, their manpower, their money, their citizenship, their citizenry, they're all being strained. Their crime rates go up. Their, you know, their their healthcare rates go up. All of these things default to the states. And it's and I know what you're thinking. Well, they're on the border. Yeah, but the border is the government's problem. And now what they're doing is they're making all of these states weaker and they're pushing them to the brink. And then what's going to happen is Joe Biden's going to come back and say something like, well, you know what? Crime went up in Texas. So maybe Republicans, uh, you know, aren't doing that great. Well, the crime went up in Texas because you let a bunch of criminals break through the border or Joe Biden will say, look at Texas. Look at Texas. This is how he talks now, by the way. He's like his voice is going, look at Texas. They lifted their mask mandate. Maps aren't political. It's a patriotic duty. And now what's happening? COVID rates in Texas are skyrocketing. COVID rates in Texas may be skyrocketing probably because you're letting in illegal immigrants that have COVID-19 and you're not testing them or giving them vaccines or masks or anything. So the states are having to pick up the slack of the federal government. And what happens in, in when that when you see that is these AGs, these attorneys general around the country uh, fight back. They go and they sue the United States of America. Don't have, no, and make no mistake, Joe Biden is guilty of dereliction of duty. Joe Biden is guilty of ignoring the laws of the United States. And ignoring a law is like breaking a law. You know, if you jaywalk, you're ignoring the law. I mean, it's, it's a law, I guess, by, you know, like how you lie by omission. It's basically him erasing what we have on the books by refusing to to uh, enforce it. And it's it's not what he was put in office for. And he still seems to think like he was mandated by the majority. He always talks about Republican voters. Republican voters overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump. They, more Republican voters voted for Donald Trump than any president in history. So Joe Biden can drop this whole mandate problem, this whole we're going to do it with or without them. You're not going to you're not going to do it either way, because we do have some Republican governors, a handful of Republican senators and a couple of Republican congresspeople who are going to do whatever they can to stop you. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Fake News Friday's coming up in a little while. And also, uh, we've got some more. We've got some more clips of Marco Rubio, who you think I'm you think I'm feisty today. Wait till you hear what uh, Senator Rubio say. I almost said Senor Rubio. Either one would be appropriate, though. 855-940-MARK. Quick break. We'll be right back.
after reviewing your new studio, you're missing two very important things. On the left side of your TV, you should have an American flag. And on the right side of the TV, you should have a POW MIA flag. If you got those two things, liberals will freak. I'm, <laughs> that's a great idea. We, uh, we were just talking about flags because I said we have, right now what we have on the TV screen is the waving American flag. Right. Which seems to be a very popular background. Um, also, we talked about maybe needing a Florida flag or uh, something else because we're, we're in Florida. And then Josh asked me about the woman on the Florida flag, and I was, I don't know. And we went into this whole, we went down the rabbit hole, but flags are always a good idea. Yeah. I hadn't thought of the POWMIA flag, but you're right, that would freak out liberals. We have the Space Force flag, which, don't forget, is the unofficial flag of the Trump organization uh, and the Donald Trump presidency because uh, because he created the Space Force. And now, being part of the armed forces, that flag is always going to fly whenever Joe Biden goes out for any kind of any kind of, um, uh, you know, any kind of uh, public ceremony. Eight five five nine four zero M-A-R-K is our number. All right. We're going to get to Marco Rubio here in just a minute. But back on the border, we've got uh, we've got Peter Ducey and he is scrutinizing this whole border situation. He's not letting up because the Democrats want you to forget about it. They're trying to get they're trying their darndest to help you to make you forget about it. And it's not working because it's not going away. And you've got reporters, you've got Republicans, you've got people like Fox News, Newsmax. They're out there and they're trying to keep this story alive. Uh, the Democrats are trying to they're trying to entice you with sex scandals of Matt Gates and um, and all these other you know infrastructure packages, which are going to fundamentally change the way that we we look at the United States of America. Meanwhile, they're they're ignoring one of the biggest problems, which is the hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants, mostly children, who are coming over the border or are being tossed into the river or are simply just being dumped over a very tall wall into the desert in the middle of the night with hopes, with hopes that they will one day be okay. And that is kind of sickening. Also, not the way you want to inspire people to have immigration and 100% Joe Biden's problem. But uh, as Joe Biden and the Democrats do with their problems, they just ignored it. Peter Ducey, however, did not. When he had his chance, he asked Jen Psaki about it uh, in the press briefing yesterday. Has the White House considered beefing up border security now that there is video of a three-year-old and a five-year-old being thrown over the wall in New Mexico? A three-year-old and a five-year-old being, and there's video, uh, which you can, if you haven't seen it yet, you can Google it. It's been around for a couple of days. Uh, but it's video of a three-year-old and a five-year-old caught on surveillance. The um, Whoever is has brought them up to the top of the wall, and since they can't get over, they just kind of drop them down the wall and leave them there. They don't know if they're injured or whatnot. I mean, it's a three-year-old and a five-year-old, and this wall is, what, 20, 25 feet tall? The Border Patrol came and rescued them. There was the other incident of the child who was thrown six months old, thrown in the in the river by the people, the, by the smugglers or the or the traffickers or whomever, the cartel, and they had to also be rescued by the Border Patrol, who, let's face it, they take it for granted are going to rescue these kids and bring them up in the United States of America. So Peter Ducey's question is, now that we have video evidence of the, the horrible things that are happening to kids, are you going to, to beef up border security? And listen to Jen Psaki. Beefing up border security. I, well, there are... Look, she's, that, listen, before, doesn't she sound confused? He goes, are you going to beef up border She's like, um... I don't understand. Beef up border security? Beefing up border security. I, well, there are, there's video now of a three-year-old and a five-year-old. I've, I've seen the video, and I think any of us who saw the video um, 
were incredibly alarmed by uh, the steps of smugglers, ones that we have been quite familiar with, that we've spoken out about our concerns about. As Secretary Mayorkas said, the inhumane way smugglers abuse children while profiting off parents' desperation is criminal and morally reprehensible. Okay, President- wait a minute. Let's pause that for one second. So Mayorka, Secretary Mayorka, the, the Secretary of Homeland Security, he says this is reprehensible and criminal. And so, Jill, and uh, and uh, Peter Ducey says, great, so are you going to beef up border security because these people are breaking the law? They're criminals. Why aren't you going out and arresting them? If, if Mayorka says these actions are criminal actions, these smugglers are criminals, they are, they, are, they are preying on parents' hopes and dreams. They're taking money and they're dumping these kids over the border wall. And that is not something that is, that is morally reprehensible and also criminal. But are they beefing up border security? Notice she hasn't answered that yet, nor does she. And it certainly agrees with that. And these kids, I believe, were rescued from by uh, by um, individuals who are working at the border. Okay, great. Thank you. We know we know what happened. We know what happened. We're not asking you what happened. In fact, if you go back to the question, Peter Ducey said, we know what's happening. The smugglers are dropping kids over the border. The Border Patrol comes and rescues them. But it's a three and a five-year-old, and they're being tossed over a 25-foot wall approximately, are you going to beef up security? She still doesn't answer the question, so he comes back. Yes, but they still got close enough, as you guys are talking about addressing root causes in the region, for a smuggler to throw them over a wall into the desert. And I'm just curious what the White House is doing to stop that from happening. And are you concerned more about the kids' safety, or are you concerned about kids getting in or telling what, what is the what is what are you I mean that is such a snarky question and a reaction to a legitimate to a legitimate concern from a reporter. What are you doing to keep smugglers from tossing little children over walls into America without any concern for their safety or well-being or whether or not they survive the fall? I mean, this is, and she goes, wait, what, why are you asking me this? Are you concerned about the children's safety or are you just worried that they're getting in? Who cares? What are you doing about the problem? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why Peter Ducey is concerned about the children. Maybe he's concerned that the kids are, are crippled for life. Maybe they broke their legs. Maybe one of them has an internal injury. Yeah, we should probably have concern that this is a physical and a health problem at the border. But also, these are illegal immigrants being paid to be deposited any way that these smugglers can figure out how to deposit them in the United States of America. So really, it's a double dose. The concern isn't the problem. It's not why are you you asking the question it's why aren't you answering it me more about your concern here kids safety is as you just mentioned the main concern well of course it is which is why i'm often surprised why some of the line of questioning in here oh she's such a i don't even want to say but she's such a arrogant person we'll go with that anyway here's her answer to the question i will say that um, our concern and our focus is on sending a clear message to smuggler to the region that uh, this is not the time to come. You should not send your kids on this treacherous journey. That these smugglers are uh, preying on vulnerabilities in these communities. There's a lot of issues and steps we need to take to address root causes. So of course our concern is for the safety of these kids. These border patrol agents who save these kids deserve our uh, our thanks and our gratitude for ensuring their safety. And they're not getting either of those. What they're doing is they're being put into a position where they are overrun. That's not gratitude. That's not safety. They're being put in a position where their lives are in danger by COVID-positive criminals who are sneaking into the border. That's not their, it's not putting their lives. How is, let me ask you a question. How is it gratifying? And how are you showing thanks to the Border Patrol by putting forward 
policy initiatives at the border that entice people to throw children into the water so that the Border Patrol agents in the middle of the night in, I don't know what's swimming in the Rio Grande, but I guarantee it's probably just as bad as what we have swimming in our retention ponds here behind the studio in Florida. But I don't know what kind of diseases or animals or snake bites or alligators or whatever you have in that river. These Border Patrol agents are being put in a position to rescue children. Children, the only reason they're here is because Joe Biden has been sending the message that it's time to come. She's saying we're sending a message that now's not the time to come. That's BS. I listened to Joe Biden's press conference last week. I had no choice. It interrupted my show. It was about eight days from just right now. And he said, we are not turning away children. If children come here, we're going to let them in. If you're 18 years of age and older, or if you're a family, we're going to send you away. That's also a lie. But he was basically telling people how to get your kids into the United States of America. Make sure they come with some kind of phone number in their pocket, tattooed to their forehead, in their in their hat, whatever. Because we have people that are diligently calling now and trying to find relatives in the United States that can come and care for them. It was an instruction manual for parents to get their kids into the United States. And what that does is it entices parents to go find these criminals these smugglers, these traffickers, these cartel members, these criminals, these really just not very nice people to take the money from the parents, take the three and five-year-olds, dump them over the wall, and then leave. And that doesn't help the children. It doesn't help It doesn't help the border agents. It doesn't help the United States of America. The only people it really helps are the smugglers. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855 940 Seven five. By the way, she was done with Peter Ducey after that. He'd asked his last question for the day. She didn't. She didn't even compliment his socks this time, which I thought was a little rude. Eight five five nine four zero six two seven five. Quick break. More of the Marque shows coming up. Stay tuned. Hey, Marque, can you imagine if the wall wasn't built, how many people would be coming over? You know, that's an excellent point that nobody even talks about. That's an excellent point that nobody even mentions. They don't even think. You know, hey, they they see the kids being tossed over the wall and then they think how many more people would be coming in if there wasn't a wall but you know what you know what i guarantee you the democrats are thinking right now or the media as well if donald trump hadn't built this wall they wouldn't have to toss the kids over it because that's how they uh that's how they think anyway we're getting some updates too on the situation at the capitol apparently it looks like a car and we're getting all this from where is it a reputable source or is yeah, it like fox news all right, that's like so 65%. Uh, Fox News said what? That a car ran into a, 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 a security checkpoint outside the Capitol Police. Okay. Outside the Capitol building, there was a security checkpoint, and yeah. a car ran into them, injuring two officers. And now they're saying the suspect was shot after getting out of car with knife. Oh, he got out of the car with a knife. So it seems like it's building up the. Uh, Intensity. Intensity. All right, yeah. great. All right, we will continue to follow this story. Are they still on lockdown at the Capitol building? I would assume yes. And I see a bunch of stills of Nat National Guard just lines up for barricades. Oh, yeah. perfect. All right, great. All right, so we'll keep we'll keep you. You can probably keep my mic on. Sorry, it's uh, <laughs> we'll keep you posted on this story here as it uh, continues to unfold. Eight five five nine four zero Mark is our number. Eight five five nine four zero six two seven five. This is Johnny in Phoenix. Johnny. Hi, Marque. I, I uh, love listening to your show, and happy Easter. Thank you, Johnny. I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, politicians should have an age limit, don't you think? Well, I mean, they, they get so old these days, you never know. Yeah, it's like cottage cheese. They start to stink real bad, and then you're like, yeah. I, don't, I don't really want that in my fridge anymore. 
No, I understand. And, and, and whether it's an age limit or a term limit or whatever, because here's the thing. If you're an older person and you've and you're just starting in Congress, I think that's OK. But if you got old, if you started in Congress as a young person like Joe Biden and you're still there, then that's definitely that's definitely a problem. Sure. Yeah, and Joe seems to have his brain in the mush right now, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. Hey, th- thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Anonymous. Anonymous is in Texas. Hi, Anonymous. How are you? I'm fine, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. What did you want to say today, Anonymous? Well, I, I apologize for, for claiming my name to be Anonymous, but I live in McAllen, Texas. And okay. I know what's going on down here, and I have friends that are federal agents. Um, what kind of stuff is going on there that you can tell us about? I can tell you that the rate of people that are COVID infected that are coming across is way more than being re- um, reported. The conditions are way worse than you would think. And why aren't they reporting that they're finding used condoms and, and packets of lubricant on our side of the border Obviously, you know what that implies. No, yeah, no, I understand. I know, I know what that implies. Um, it's disgusting. I, yeah, I hadn't, I um, hadn't, I hadn't heard a lot of that. But then again, I watch the mainstream media. Um, are you finding there in McAllen? Are you starting to see? Uh, I mean, what is the Texas response? Are you starting to see that the police are are patrolling more? That there's more border patrol agents? I mean, is there any? Oh. Is there has there been a a uh, what do you call it? like um an increase in security around your neighborhood? Um, not my neighborhood particularly, because I'm 20 minutes north of the actual border yeah. if I was driving. Sure. However, um, there's much more helicopter activity Heli- right. than there was before. There's many more DPS officers around, which is great. Yeah. Um, oh, well, good and bad. So, I mean, it's bad because there's a reason they're there, but it's good that they are there. Um, exactly. No. At least it's being addressed by yeah. Texas, not by our government. Correct. And I will say, um, all this started because of what you know, the, this administration has, has done. Everything worked fine. We yeah. had the lowest rate of, of uh, people, illegal aliens, uh, in 45 years. Anonymous, let me and ask now, you, how many, how many helicopters did you have flying around back in, I don't know, October of last year? rarely yeah there was not much activity at all yeah no that makes hey thanks so much for calling we really appreciate it uh and that and you know and that's one of the things that people don't realize you start to see more activity from police officers because crime leaves the border it moves in through the city you start to see you know more security being needed and it has it like we said it's all the state now taking up the slack it's the state doing the job of the federal government and if the states are doing the job of the federal government what exactly is the federal government doing? 855-940-MARK is our number. Mm. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, we really appreciate it. This is Steve in Florida. Hi, Steve. How are you? Steve, you there? Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, Steve? Oh, pretty good. And yourself? Oh, good. What's up? What do you want to say today, sir? Well, I just, you know, I used to listen to Rush all the time. Yeah. And uh, Rush used to always say that the government originally was set up uh, for the military only. You know, to protect this country, and now it's it's like the government has got their hands in everything. Yeah. And I just want to say that hey, you know, this country needs to wake up and realize that the government is not supposed to run everything. The states are supposed to take care of themselves. Correct. And uh, you know, 
and I'm not I'm not just uh, dissing the uh, Democrats, but I mean the Republicans got to get back to the roots, you know, because we we have got to, to straighten this country out and and realize that you know the forefathers set this country up uh, to uh, for the people. You know, we have all these immigrants come over here, and now it's turned into where nowadays it's all about racism. Yeah, and you know, it's all it's doing is dividing this country. No, and, that, that's uh, true, Steve. It's a hundred. Listen, you're a hundred percent right, and I'm sorry we do, we have to take a break here in just a minute. But the government, and you're right, and Rush was right, of course, a hundred percent of the time he mentioned it. The government was set up to protect the states. From invasion, the military was the primary goal of the government. And if you think back, I mean, think back through history. Who was the first president of the United States? It was General George Washington, the guy who just won the Revolutionary War and granted our independence. What did he do? He hired a bunch of politicians, and that's when things really started to get out of control. But it wasn't, and, and it is a union of states. There was a line from National Treasure or National Treasure, one of those, National Treasure, National Treasure Two where he says it used to be called, people used to say the United States are. The United States are here. The United States are this. Now they say the United States is. It's not necess- It's not supposed to be one big country. It's supposed to be a country made up of 50 individual United States. 855-940-MARK. And, and the more the government grows, the less and less we get away from that. 855-940-6275 quick break. I promise we'll get to Rubio next. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-MARK. A lot of hubbub up on Capitol Hill with this uh, car that ran into a security barricade. Two police injured. A guy with a knife was shot. Apparently we're learning more and more. Um, and we'll bring you the details here in just a minute. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the news will have. I mean, that's their thing. So they're going to get to you here at the bottom of the hour with all the detail. It's probably like the first big thing you need to know. Yeah, I would assume. Um, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, before we get into that, before we get to Marco Rubio, you know, it is Easter weekend. And I'm a Catholic myself. And as a Catholic, it's not just Easter weekend. It's like Holy Week. And there's been and there's a lot of stuff going on every day. There's there's Palm Sunday and then there's this Wednesday and then yesterday was a thing. And today's Palm. Wait, I'm sorry. Good Friday. Uh, Saturday, there's a vigil for like 14 hours. And then, of course, there's a lot of church. Let's just put it that way. And sometimes I sit in church and I listen and I used, you know, back when I was a kid, I used to listen to church and it was all, you know, cool about the Easter story. And I think about the Easter baskets and the bunnies that were coming. And I, I always missed the part in the Bible where the bunny brought the eggs. Apparently it's a different, it's a different, it's a book, different book that I never read. Um, but anyway, with the Easter season more and more when I sit in church or really even any Sunday, when I listen now to the stories of the Bible, I listen more for the history of the stories because I'm quite familiar with the ideology and the religious aspect of it. But the history is really fascinating to me. And I draw a lot of correlations between what happened historically in the Bible, politically in the Bible, the politics I find to be fascinating. And there's, there's one part of this entire Easter uh, season, which I think is really, I mean, if you, if you go to church or if you don't go to church or if you celebrate Easter or whatever, if you hear this story and, and I think people know it, it really is fascinating what the correlation is to today's day and age, to what's going on here in our very own country. And it's a, the story of Pontius Pilate. And Pontius Pilate could be probably, if you think about it, the most famous political figure in history. 
because, you know, yeah, Donald Trump, everybody knows Donald Trump, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Adolf Hitler, they're all political figures that people know by name. But Pontius Pilate, I mean, everybody knows the name. You may not know who he is or exactly what he did, but if you go to church, if you're a Catholic, if you're a Christian, if you're a Jew, you know the name Pontius Pilate. He's the guy that sentenced Jesus to death. And when you listen to the story or you read the passion or whatever, and you think about what's going on, I'm fascinated by this guy because he reminds me really of a lot of modern day politicians. And not a lot is known about him before he comes to power. He's kind of a boring guy. He wasn't really militaristic. He wasn't really a tyrant. He was just kind of like ho-hum. And somehow or other, he becomes governor of Judea. And again, doesn't really do anything. He's not really controversial. Not a controversial character whatsoever. You may never have known this guy if it weren't for Jesus Christ being brought to him and everybody saying, hey, you have to crucify this guy. He thinks he's king of the Jews. And when you, when you read the story and when you listen to it, here's Pontius Pilate. He's in charge. He's the governor. And back then, the governor was also the judge, and the governor was the jury. And what the governor said, it came straight from the emperor. Emperor Tiberius to Pontius Pilate to, that's it. You better do what he says, or everybody's in trouble. And here's Pontius Pilate, and he's looking at Jesus, and he goes, you know, I'm not really sure why we need to crucify this guy. What has he done? And they're like, he says he's the king of the Jews. He's this, he's that. He's a blasphemer. He was actually charged with sedition. And sedition is basically causing an uprising. Sedition is basically insurrection, which, where have we heard that term recently? It's still around today. So Jesus Christ is charged with sedition. Pontius Pilate looks over the evidence, says, I don't see it, guys. I don't, under, I don't get it. I don't think this guy is guilty. But what happens? What happens? The crowd goes crazy. The crowd is like, crucify him. Crucify him. He did it. And Pontius Pilate is like, why do you think he did it? Like, which we just do. And so Pontius Pilate, who also apparently, this is the kind of guy he was, every Passover, he would take one prisoner, he would take a couple prisoners, he'd do this little game show thing where he's like, you can release one prisoner. Do you want prisoner number one or prisoner number two? And this time around, prisoner number one was this guy, Barabbas, who actually was a criminal. He murdered people, he led a riot, he was trying to overthrow the emperor, and, and he was in prison, and he goes, you can have Barabbas, or we can release to you on this Passover, Jesus Christ the self-proclaimed king of the Jews. Who do you want? And the crowd's like screaming for Barabbas. Let him free, crucify this guy. And Pontius Pilate doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. He's like, this guy's guilty. This guy did something. And you want him to go free? This guy, you have no evidence that this guy created or caused sedition or is guilty of any crime. And you want him to be crucified? They're like, yeah. And they start chanting and cheering, and they start getting into this frothy, you know, riotous. Pontius Pilate, I imagine, is fearful for his life. So he says, okay, take Jesus, put him on the cross, stick him with the spear, let him roast in the sun until he's dead. Are you guys happy? And even in the Bible, you see it, it says in uh, Mark 15, it says, intent on satisfying the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas for them. And having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. The first part of that sentence is the part that struck me. Intent on satisfying the crowd. Because how many times do we see this happen today? Barabbas, who's guilty, gets set free. No charges, nothing wrong. Jesus 
didn't really do anything. Maybe people thought he was acting a little crazy. Maybe they thought he was a little uppity. Maybe they didn't agree with what he was saying. Maybe they didn't agree with his philosophy or ideology. They want him. They want him. They want him dead. And Pilate saying, I don't think that's a good idea, but I don't want you guys coming in here and attacking me. I don't want you screaming and yelling outside my house. I don't want you coming to my place of business and trying to burn it down or spray painting it with graffiti or throwing pipe bombs or bricks through the window. I don't want any of that. I want you to go home. So I will give in to the crowd. Intent on satisfying the crowd, the Bible says, Pilate released Barabbas for them and handed Jesus over to be crucified. This is what's happening right now. This is no justice, no peace in ancient Jerusalem. This is the this is this is the crowd taking control and the politicians giving in. And what happens? What happened back then? Well, the king of God was crucified. It's pretty bad. What happens now? Well, uh, the police are defunded. You know, that's pretty bad. The whole cities are burned and destroyed. That's bad, too. People don't they lose respect for everybody. People are killed and murdered in the street. Look at what happened with Donald Trump. And I'm not comparing Donald Trump to Jesus Christ. However, Donald Trump was put forward in front of the people, not once, not twice, for sedition, for insurrection, for treason, whatever you want to call it. It was the same thing. It was the same thing. He'd done nothing wrong. There was no proof of any of it. You had people much like Pontius Pilate up there saying, you know what? We don't have any proof, but people don't like the guy. They hate his tweets. They hate what he stands for. They hate what he says at his rallies. They hate that he's he's got these strange ideas. They hate that he says he's the greatest president of all time. And they hate that he thinks America is the greatest country in the world. We got to get rid of him. We got to we got to crucify him. You know what we have to do? We have to impeach him. Get rid of him. They gave in to the crowd, and they're still doing it today. And if this story happened, you know what would happen today? You'd have the crowd with bullhorns going, where? let me turn on my bullhorn because I like you. You'd have crowds going, no justice, no peace till Barabbas is released. That's exactly what would be happening. So when you look at it, it's amazing because this was, what, 2,000 years ago? A politician gave in to an angry crowd of people, and that set forth, I mean, it changed the world for 2,000 years. Think about what happens today when a politician who you may have never heard of, you may know nothing about, a politician who's not a tyrant, who's not angry, who's never done anything terrible. Think about what happens when one politician, instead of standing up for what's right or doing what they know is right, just gives in to the crowd because they're scared. I mean, look what it did to Jesus. Imagine what that could have been you standing up there. 855-940-MARK, 855-940-6275. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show continues right after this. It might be too heavy, too, to hear all that confession. Yeah, I can hear my own sins. Thanks. 855-940-MARK is our number. Uh, real quick, let's get to, this is Dodie. Hi, Dodie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great, Dodie. Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say today? Well, I keep getting put in Facebook jail because... Mm. Um, I'll put on Facebook how the Chinese, the Cultural Revolution in China, how it's running neck and neck with what's happening in the United States. Yeah, I see that a lot, uh, sure. Yeah, they did away with um, the statues, religious statues and historical statues. Um, they took out the, um, the – one of the things they did was they did away with college entrance exams mm-hmm. because they, you know, and just let everybody in yep. and – 
but every time I do that, every time I put that on there, um, I get put in Facebook jail for quite a while. And, yeah, I, um, you know what? And that's something that you need to always be wary of. And we, I get so many people that we hear from or we see every day and then they go away for, for a couple of weeks and we're like, oh, they must be. They must be in faith. We'll see them in a couple of weeks. But, uh, but you know, it's it's interesting that that you bring that up because there was a big article. In fact, wait, you know what? I, I think I put it. I, I know Rush used to have a stack of stuff, but we don't even have a printer here. Like our studio is threadbare. They put this stuff together with we're still seriously on folding tables. And we borrowed. In fact, the other day I asked for a, an extra monitor and our IT guy was like, all right, cover me. <laughs> and he ran, in, he ran into the sales area. You know, it's like, did that really happen? He was like, he was like, yeah, he did. A hundred percent. He goes, I'll see. I'm going to figure out who hasn't been here. Though I'm just going to, I'll go get one. <laughs> he stole a sales computer. I mean, steals, it's not really stealing. Borrowed it's, until they come back. It's not owned by the salesperson, but you know, there's salespeople that we haven't seen in a long time. Right? They haven't you been know? here in over a year. Or I love take, the idea of cover me. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> I'm like, he, I'm like, he's like, what else do you need? I'm like, a wireless mouse? Okay. Uh, I'll be right back. Same person. What does that mean when you cover him? Do you just like walk out of the hallways and he start preaching? He makes himself preaching? big. He unbuntons his shirt and he opens it up so it like, like creates a peacock. Some, yeah. No, I, was, I just said, okay. And I like said, went about my day. I, next day I walked so in. So you were I had horrible. A, you didn't even cover him. I mean, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Uh, I tend to draw a crowd. So I just try to lay low. Anyway, but I got the new computer, uh, computer monitor. And so I, that's what the point of this was that we don't have a printer so i don't have a stack of stuff that's printed out like rush did i have to look i have it on uh, i have it on dropbox um but there was a there was an article that i found just this morning about how china's state propaganda group is now boasting that they control western think tanks election integrity groups and even joe biden's national security team and they go through i mean they go through all the big wigs they go through all the people that are linked to the ccp in some way uh shape or form twitter ceo jack dorsey for example huffington post founder ariana huffington anti-trump found funder pierre omidyar uh, I mean, there's so many people and, and they go and they it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, only it's like two degrees of communist China. And they link all of these people between Joe Biden and China. And it is fascinating. And that was a big story in uh, where was it? the National Pulse is where I saw that this morning, an exclusive. So that's something, you know, but so you're not far off the mark whatsoever. But we all knew that China was controlling Joe Biden. We knew that back when we saw the we I mean Joe Biden got up on stage and bragged about the Ukrainian thing. We know what happened with Hunter Biden in China. We know that he flew there on Air Force 2. We know that Joe Biden's been on the take with these guys. We know that Donald Trump was the arch nemesis of the Chinese uh, presidency, the arch nemesis of Xi Jinping. D Donald Trump did more damage to China's economy than any one person has done in the history of the world. And Joe Biden came by and, you know, basically promised that that wouldn't happen. And now he's fulfilling that promise. And not only that, but the Chinese have infiltrated every major aspect of American culture. They own real estate. Some of the most American buildings in the entire world are now owned by foreign interests. They own beer companies. They own banks. They own every, everything you could think of. And of course, of course, you've got Chinese operatives and people who are, I mean, have pledged allegiance to help China uh, working in the Biden White House as well. Not only that... 
Not only that, but Marco Rubio, you know this, and Marco Rubio's inserted himself in the middle of this whole Delta Airlines problem with Georgia and their election laws, and he's now coming out at Delta for complaining about the election laws in Georgia while they do deals with China all the time. So Delta Airlines are business partners with the Chinese Communist Party, the same Chinese Communist Party that is committing genocide against Uyghur Muslims inside of China. So I look forward to a letter today from their CEO telling everyone that what the Chinese Communist Party is doing with genocide is unacceptable. I look forward to that letter saying that genocide does not reflect the values of Delta Airlines. Boom, in your face, Delta. I mean, yeah, where's the letter? You're saying the uh, the governor's uh, camp and his election laws in Georgia do not reflect the feelings of Delta Airlines. Well, well, you're right. What about the genocidal maniacs in China? Is that what Delta's all about? Marco Ruby, of course, says he knows he's speaking facetiously. Of course, they're not going to send that letter, nor is Coca-Cola, nor is any of these other corporations that are out there proving to the world how woke they are, because they are woke corporate hypocrites. Ooh. That's what they are. They're woke corporate hypocrites. They make billions of dollars in a country that doesn't even have elections. Wow, isn't that, un isn't that ironic for somebody to point out? Here's Delta Airlines, the CEO of Delta Airlines. Here's Coca-Cola, the CEO of Coca-Cola, attacking the election laws in Georgia for not being fair, for, for being uh, discriminatory. Yet they support China. They do business with China. They make billions of dollars in China, and China doesn't even have elections. They don't want people voting, and they don't let it happen. They make billions of dollars working with a country that has no respect for anyone or anything, and they don't say a word about it. But in America, they're prepared to boycott a state and condemn them publicly to show and prove how woke they are. They're hypocrites, complete and total hypocrites. Wow, corporate woke or woke corporate hypocrites, he called them. Uh, by the way, that was trending on Twitter earlier this morning. So Marco Rubio coming out swinging um, and, and fighting on behalf of Republicans, not just in Georgia, but in all the states leading into the 2022 elections. More on that coming up here in just a minute. First, though, let's play some fake news Friday. We need two contestants. Count them. One, two contestants. 855-940-MARK is the number. 855-940-6275. More of the Mark K Show coming up. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275 is our number. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. What a week we've had, man. This has been our first, what, full week in this new studio. And I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was going to go way worse. I thought it was going to go way worse. But we did a great job, I think. Why the low expectations? Well, I mean, you know, I always like to have low <laughs> expectations. because then. Uh, but I thought, you know, by now we'd be really working through all that. But it seems like we're pretty much... It seems like we're pretty much in the swing of things. Knock I mean, I'm knocking on wood here, uh, but I think it seems like it's going okay. Next week's going to be great. Next week. Oh, gonna, yeah. Yeah, oh, nothing's yeah. going to go wrong next week. For you guys. Uh, because, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not going to be. We're going to be. Uh, just so you know, programming note, we are off next week. And this is, I know what you're thinking. A lot of people, here's the thought process. A lot of people are like, wait a minute. You just move 12 to noon. They give you a brand new studio and you take a week off. Here's the thing. We have to take off sometime during the year. We had this planned already. We did not know this was going to become open. We all prayed and hoped that Rush Limbaugh would be here forever. Uh, but we also know that on April 12th, we join three new stations or three new stations join us every single day. And we wanted to go as long as possible without a break with our new stations, KRMG in Tulsa, Oklahoma, WHIO in Dayton, Ohio, WDBO in Orlando, and of course here on 104.5 WOKV. So we take this week next week and then we're here for the long haul, Mark K every day, all the time. You're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be like, please go away again. 
for like a minute or two. Uh, I'm sure before too long, but that's the plan. 855-940-MARK. All right, right now the plan is to play some uh, Fake News Friday, which is very exciting. Yay. Oh, great. And we have, do we have some contestants on the phone? We do. Let me see. Let me see if I can figure out who they are. Is it, uh, is one of them Michelle from Iron Mountain, Michigan? Michelle, you're next. Come on down. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Woo, yeah. Oh, I love the Michelle's so excited, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, uh, how are things going in Iron Mountain? Uh, awesome now. Yeah, okay, great. I guess your clothes aren't wrinkled or anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, uh, <laughs> Michelle, you're, you're going to be playing against Tommy in Jackson. You know, yeah, you ain't from around here, are you? How do you tell? You got a wrinkle in your shirt. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Tommy, <laughs> what's going on? How are you? Dude, my shirt is clean pressed. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. All right. No, I wasn't. Have you? Are you from Iron Mountain originally? Mm. No, sir. No, oh, okay. sir. Never been. Well, Flat Jack- Iron Building, maybe? In Jacksonville, everyone, you know what it is? It's the steam and, and it's just steamy the coffee. Yeah. It's really yeah. just the humidity. All right. Uh, Michelle, Tommy, thank you both for being here. Here's what we're going to do today. We're going to play something called Fake News Friday. And I just have to get a sheet of paper here so I can keep score. What happens is I'm going to read you headlines because, as you know, the news is not necessarily always truthful. Uh, and I know, <laughs> I know, right? Shocker. Um, and it's very difficult to figure out what's real and what's fake when you're watching the news or reading the news or listening to the news on the radio. So we try to help you. Um, we try to help you use that muscle. And we have a Mark K Show prize pack for whoever is the most muscular in the fake Me. news department. Ooh. So uh, what we'll do is we'll go back and forth with headlines and we'll ask you if it's real or, or fake. If you get it right, you get a point. Get a point. If you get it wrong, you get nothing. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. Hannah Guile. Yeah. Wins. Oh, a prize pack. Wins Hannah Guile. Wins. She goes, yeah, I <laughs> oh, No, you win a Mark K. Show prize. This is always the most difficult question I ask Hannah every day. You win a Mark K. Show prize pack. Yes. And, what, else? and what else? And a hat. Right. A special Ooh. hat. Yeah. This is, the first, this is the only week we're giving away these hats because after today, we're not going to have any left. All right. So, Michelle, we're going to start with you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or fake news. Here we go. Business at the Capitol building ground to a halt this week after Joe Biden fell and blocked the hallway for several hours. That is fake news. Business at the Capitol. You don't even want to take a minute to think about it. Business at the Capitol building ground to a halt this week after Joe Biden fell and blocked the hallway for several hours. You think that's fake news? I do. You are fake news. That is correct. That is Man. (laughs) Suez Canal, Joe Biden, you know, it's very similar. Congrats. Michelle, you got yourself a point. Good job. All right. Tommy, are you ready for your first one? Ready to go, Mark. Listen carefully. Here we go. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Johnson & Johnson is introducing a new three-in-one shampoo. Shampoo, conditioner, and COVID vaccine all in one bottle. Wow, I need to get some of that. No, that's got to be fake news, Mark. You think it's Johnson & Johnson? And Johnson. Fake news. Yeah, fake news? No three-in-one shampoo, <laughs> conditioner, vaccine? Not for me. Oh, they only sell it to news. men, too, because, you know, they're the only ones that buy the three-in-ones. <laughs> All right, that is uh, that is fake news. That is correct. It's Nicely called Fies Hair. Yeah. Fies Hair. Mod Herna. Those I don't like because you have to wash your hair twice. The Johnson & Johnson, you just wash your hair once. Yeah. yeah. And you're, uh, and you're one protected. And done. You will wash right. it a week later. Not Michelle, as effective, but more fun. M- Michelle, Tommy, you're both tied up one-to-one. We go back to you, Michelle. Are you ready? I'm ready. Listen carefully. Here we go. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. The Moscow Times 
has named Vladimir Putin Russia's hottest man. <laughs> Wait, what? The Moscow Times has just named Vladimir Putin Russia's hottest man. Okay, I would rate him that, but I'm going to say fake news. Hey. Oh, wait, hey, look at that. You think Michelle that... Putin over here. Hold on. I want to make <laughs> Michelle, I want to make sure I'm clear on this. You personally believe that Vladimir Putin is Russia's hottest man, but you don't think the Moscow Times does. That is correct. That is incorrect. They won. Oh! They one hundred percent agree with They're you. They're like hotty Vlad- chatty. Yeah, they better name him the uh, sexiest man or hottest man in Putin in um, Putinville. What's it called? Russia. Putinville. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like when George Bailey wakes up in Pottersville. It's like uh, Bedford Falls. You mean Pottersville? All the Putins down in Putinville like Putin a lot. <laughs> Putin door, hey, Putin door, hey. Wow, that was good. Michelle, I'm sorry, no point for you there, which means, Tommy, you can uh, take the lead with this next one. Are you ready? Come on, baby. All right. (laughs) Come on, baby. Come on. Hey, just call me Putin. Uh, Listen carefully. Here we go, Tommy. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. A migrant child at the border asked Vice President Kamala Harris if she could have more soup, and the vice president cackled in her face and said, (laughs) not today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So is it the part that she said that would be fake or? I mean, it's, it's, it's really not that difficult. (laughs) <laughs> it's fake. Okay, confirm Yeah, there we go. Right. Oh, that fake news. Not today. <laughs> All right, uh, Tommy, you're ahead two to one. Michelle, you can tie it up yeah. with this next one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or fake news. Parents in San Diego, California, are now disguising their kids as illegal immigrants so they can resume in-person learning. Is that, is that real news? Fake. No, fake news. Parents in San Diego are disguising kids as illegal immigrants so they can resume in-person learning. You believe that's fake news? I do. That is correct. All right. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, good one, Michelle. Okay. Let's try it one Yay. more time. What's your name? J- Johnny. No, you say K. Oh, darn it. Never mind. That was, okay, that was, that was funnier in my head. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Uh, Michelle, Tommy, we're tied up. Tommy, you can take the lead back from Michelle. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake on, news. Man. A Chinese zoo was totally embarrassed after trying to pass off a golden retriever as an African lion. <laughs> <laughs> is that real news? Or is that fake news? A Chinese museum totally embarrassed after trying to pass off a golden retriever as an African lion. That's fake news. You know, it sounds like fake news. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I'm looking at the picture, and sure enough, there's the golden retriever in, Sh- in Shuan Province. Um, it was not the uh, it was not the African lion that they promised. I'm sorry, that is real news. Come here, Simba. Oh, Here's wow. Simba. Come on, Simba. <laughs> Simba, stop humping my leg. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Simba. Uh, so, Michelle, Tommy, we're tied up. Michelle, are you ready? I am. All right, here, here is your next one. Listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or fake news. CNN. Why did Why'd you laugh at CNN? Why did you laugh at CNN? Hey, he's a a bit. Oh, here we go. Simba humping legs. Uh, CNN. CNN 
in a special report, has concluded that there is no biological difference between an apple and a banana. Say that one more time, please. Sure thing. CNN. CNN, in a special report, has determined that there is no biological difference between an apple and a banana. Oh, my gosh. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Total friend. What? What? They don't have bananas in Iron Mountain, so it's what? hard. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, bananas. What do, you, what do you think, Michelle? Is that real that's news? Real or? Fruit I'm going to say fake news. You're going to say that's fake news? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Oh, nicely done. All right. News. We all know the difference between apples and bananas, that the ban- uh, bananas have appeal. <laughs> Wait, I guess apples have appeal, too. Yeah. Hmm. They're good to the core. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. what it is, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, all right, Michelle, you have three points. Tommy, you have two points. We have one headline left. If you oh. get this right, you both get Mark K. Show prize packs with hats. If you get it wrong, Michelle is our sole winner today. Are you ready? One hat. All right, listen carefully. Here we go. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Joe Biden has proposed a $2 trillion infrastructure project. Included inside is a plan to build a totally green tower that reaches up to the, the, you know, the thing. (laughs) Like a beanstalk? (laughs) <laughs> That's got to be fake news, Mark. You know, there's a golden goose up there, and it lays <laughs> golden again and fixes a giant, and then we'll chop it all down. You know, you know the thing. Did you say the fake? Thing. Did you say fake news? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay, that's probably that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. All right, that means yeah. with a score of three to three, congratulations, you're both- Michelle. Yeah, Simba. Oh no. <laughs> All right, there you go. Congrats. Great job, guy. You guys are you guys were fantastic, man. You destroyed Mark, you're fantastic. You, oh, look Aww. at this. Two hats. He right, gets two hats now. Johnny gets two hats. Johnny gets two hat Johnny, we're gonna call him. Uh, Michelle, hang on one second. Everybody else, hang tight. We got more Marque show coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Marque show. My name is Marque, 855 not what's the number? 855940 Mark. My own name, you think I'd remember it, 855-940-6275 uh, is our number. And uh, man, that was that was a lot. We had a good time with that. That was a good uh, round, round, resounding round of Fake News Friday. And that's something we do every single Friday. And on Thursdays, we play What the Bleep, which I know is very popular. We've got our mail time segment on Tuesdays. Uh, on Monday, we, we switch back and forth between America's Got Jeopardy, which is quite entertaining. So fun. And also Millennial Match Game, which is also entertaining, depending on what kind of a mood Hannah's in. Hmm. Um, if I'm grumpy, I think it actually goes better. Yeah, I think it does too. I think <laughs> it does too. And then, uh, and then you know, on Wednesday we just uh, we just open up the phone lines for you guys, whatever you want Wednesday, and that's something that we'll do consistently. Even and here's the thing that people, you know, because people ask, they said some guy was really concerned when we made a big announcement and we put it on our Facebook page yesterday. It was on Instagram as well. Um, on Tuesday we announced that we're picking up more stations, the Catriot Radio Network, somebody called it, which we love. Uh, but now it's going to have four stations, not just here in Jacksonville on on April the twelfth. But also in uh, Dayton, Ohio, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and and Orlando, Florida, we're going to be heard all over the country, which is great, still on Facebook and everything else. But here's the thing. The show's not going to change. We're The reason they like us is because of what we do. And the danger is, well, if you think you're getting, you know, if you think you're getting bigger or you have to be more serious, now, that's not why people wanted us. They wanted us for who we are and and what we can bring to the table. So we're going to keep doing all the 
We're going to keep doing all the goofy stuff, but we will also continue to bring you the news. We'll continue to help you understand. We'll continue to fight for conservatism. We're going to continue to to fight for patriotism and America, and we're going to continue to fight the government and urge you to do the same when they infringe on your rights, which is basically every day at this point. So that's why, and I think that's again why uh, why people are saying that we are we are uh, becoming more and more. Um, you know, more and more of their daily lives. 855-940-MARK. We have somebody who's calling me out for something. Wendy in San Diego. Hi, Wendy. How are you? Hi, I'm great. I love your show. Oh, thanks, you make Wendy. me laugh all the time. I try. I try <laughs> my best. Yeah, I live in California, so I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. It's not your Well, maybe it is your fault. I don't know. Uh, anyway, what's my you... <laughs> fault. I was born here, so, but you know, whatever. <laughs> what do you want to say, Wendy? What's up? Well, I was watching your show the other day, and you said something, and I was just like, you know what? I want to call him and just make sure that you know for sure. Um, you said that the that the FDA has actually approved the vaccines, the three vaccines that are out there, and actually they are not FDA approved. They're actually only emergency released through the FDA, but they are 100% not approved, and you can look it up on the FDA website. You're right it's, about that. And, and that. you're right. They, and thank you for clarifying it. It was an emergency. It was emergency approval of the vaccines right. for use. Um, and that is true. Yeah, no, and you're, and you're right about, and I appreciate you calling me out on that too, because we want to make, because here's the thing. I don't really, I don't, I sometimes I say things and I don't even remember saying them. Um, but that, you know what, on that too, before we get out of here, there's something interesting mm-hmm. that really happened this week. And I don't know if anybody caught it, but do you remember the director of the CDC? I think it was on Monday or Tuesday. She said that she, she had this sense of impending doom. Yes. Yeah. Her name's the impending doom is them forcing us to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And uh, that's yeah, an yeah, that's true. Because I I happen to be someone who is extremely high risk. Yeah. I have lupus. And um, so my immune system already doesn't work. So yeah. that kind of sucks. But there is no way on the face of this earth that I will stick that in my body or I will allow it to happen to any of my children. They don't know what's in that. Yeah. They don't. That's ridiculous. And then saying that we can't. They're going to do this travel ban and all that. I'm just like, wow, you guys are like, where? Whatever. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> Wendy, I, I understand completely. Uh, yeah, she, she, and thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Um, but in, and setting us straight. But here's the thing. She came out. It was Monday. I have the clip here. I'm going to pause here. I'm going to lose the script. And I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. Yesterday, Rand Paul from Kentucky uh, tweeted out a video of her saying something that seemed completely different. And he actually tweeted it out to Dr. Fauci, who continues to push a mask mandate on people even after they've been vaccinated. He continues to get with Joe Biden and urge him to force Americans to stay home and shelter in place and and socially distance and all this other stuff. Uh, He urges them to do all of that. Even though yesterday, Walensky, who had this sense of impending doom, said this. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. Well, they don't carry the virus. If you're vaccinated, you don't carry the virus. You, so you, if you're not carrying it, you can't breathe it on anybody else. You don't get sick, so you don't have to worry about breathing it in. And that was that was yesterday. So Monday, she senses impending doom. Yesterday, she gets this great news that if you get the vaccine, you don't carry the virus. You can't get sick. And that's not just clinical trials. That's real world experience. And yet here's Joe Biden still telling us that we could see a massive reversal, that you've got to continue to wear a mask. What for? You can't get sick. 
You can't you can't carry the disease. It doesn't even make sense. They're either not talking to each other or they're all lying to us. Or both, which is probably probably more likely. 855-940-MARK. All right, folks, we're out of here. We will see you live back here 12 noon, April the 12th for the very first nationally syndicated episode of The Mark K Show. Have a great Easter. Bye-bye. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.